Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. It's the 870 Show. I'm Landon Boss here with Matthew Mitty and William Land, both coming in through the phone. Today, guys, we're going to be talking about Nick Starkle, a transfer QB, transfer QB, sorry, uh, from Texas A&M, possibly considering Arkansas or Florida State are his top two choices per sources. Then also we're going to talk about Kareem Hunt being signed by the Browns last week. Then we're going to talk about this Jussie Smollett situation. It's the 870 Show. Landon's off that far! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 870 show. Thank you for joining us again. Guys, uh first of all, how was your how was your weekend last week, of course? And this one. Um, me and Matthew pretty much had the same weekend last week. We um hung out. Um Harley was gone in Colorado. So mm-hmm. I was dog sitting and he came down and hang out. But uh I had a pretty good weekend last week. Obviously, um, it would have been better if Arkansas could have beat South Carolina on the road. But Oh, dude, um, for sure. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> Golly, dude. I didn't even I didn't even watch it, but I, I don't think I really needed to watch it. I was I was too busy working and stuff, but uh I d I don't I don't think I think it helped me that I didn't watch it. <sighs> but you know, I- I think it's a blessing in the long run. It's a blessing in the long run, okay? He's going to go. It's not very well. It's kind of like Jason Garrett at uh, Dallas next year. Do you really want him to go 12-4 or do you want him to go 7-9, honestly, for the betterment of the franchise? So for the betterment of the program, do you really want him to win now? Because if he starts winning now, they somehow make the tournament. Is it really a good thing? No. Uh, I I agree with you, Matthew. Um, I hate to – you know, not root for Arkansas. Obviously, I want the best guy in there, but um, I don't think it's Anderson. I think it's time we let him go. You know, we've had a great run. Um, you know, like we said a couple weeks ago, if there's anybody you'd want to see, you know, win a championship for Arkansas, be a guy like Mike Anderson. He's a real good guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's been with the program for a long time, has some history, but uh, I think it's time to move on and maybe start looking elsewhere. Yeah, and uh, the, the thing is, he – he hasn't had a losing season uh, yet as his, as the head coach of the Razorbacks. But the thing is, most of those are like just getting by five hundred. Um, like that, that's not, not a know. very high bar. That's not a very high bar. Yeah. Well, he's he had one five hundred season, but other than that, he's had a winning season every year, and mm-hmm. that's not something to scoff about. Because I mean, he's one of like what four coaches. Right now, actively, that is able to claim that he's never had a losing season as a head coach. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very impressive. But you know, I mean, if not having a losing season is the bar for Arkansas, you know, twenty five years ago, the bar for Arkansas was making it to the Final Four. And now, you know, a quarter of a century later, it's to not have a losing record. That's that's a pretty steep cliff that you fell off. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to get okay, back to the you, way Arkansas you cannot was. Have a- you cannot have a losing record and still go seventeen and fifteen. That doesn't mean you're a good basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. We're losing Daniel Gafford next season, no matter what, you know. Unless he is just the most passionate Razorback ever and decides to come back, dude, man. <laughs> Who would want to come back to that dumpster fire? Who would want to come back to that dumpster fire? A man who a wants to play for the Razorbacks and get his degree right now, play all four seasons. That man is the one that would that would stay in that dumpster fire. He, but uh, he's know. not Kevon Allen. He's not Kevon Allen or whatever his name is. The kid from Little Rock plays for Florida. That should have been Allen. Now, you're getting on to me for Avon. pronouncing names wrong, but you're saying Kevon Allen. Come on, Matthew. I said whatever his name was. We literally had the discussion a second ago, and you still got it wrong. I'm sorry. So let's talk about some good news for Arkansas fans because we don't seem to be getting that a whole lot lately. Mm-hmm. Nick Starkle from Texas A&M had a pretty good year a couple years ago. Um, Played in seven games, had about, uh, I want to say, over 1,500 passing yards, 14 touchdowns to six interceptions. Looking to transfer to Arkansas. He's really attracted to Rakeem Boyd um, being with the program and really uh, likes him a lot. Those guys seem to be good friends, and um, that's kind of what he's hanging on to right now with Arkansas. They were teammates when Rakeem Boyd was at Texas A&M. For those of you who don't know, Rakeem Boyd uh, was the Texas A&M running back, transferred to Independence Community College up in Kansas, was actually featured on Last Chance U uh, Season 3. If you want to go take a watch on that, that's on Netflix. And uh, he decided he was going to come to Arkansas. And so I uh, I got to say, after for for having a 2-10 year, I've never been more excited uh, for Arkansas football compared to the – season that we just had i mean is there any any more any other program in the country that has ever been this excited for the upcoming year after coming off a two and ten year we have Uh, six months guys six months i I can't think of any off the top of my head (laughs) what constitutes a good year we have this discussion every time i think it's seven and five that's Better, but still not great. It, it depends on the situation of your program. I mean, I'd take a, I'd, I'd take, I'd honestly take a five and seven season this year. I would take that. I'd be like, hey, we're on the come up. Oh. We're we're gonna be fine. I would like to make a mm. bowl game, but I mean, look, Syracuse That's- had back to back losing seasons with uh, Dino Babers as their head coach his first two years, and then they came in and went went ten and three, and uh, you know they beat Clemson a couple years ago. They uh, held their own against Clemson this year a lot better than Alabama did. So uh, I think I would if if it guaranteed us having ten games to have a losing season. Syracuse year, could beat I Alabama. Syracuse could beat Alabama. Transfer property. Hello. Hey. What? <laughs> no. We had an awkward. I mean, y'all just lull. died right there. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. We we just had an awkward lull. We were just none of us really knew what to say. <laughs> I, I thought y'all were gonna keep talking. Honestly, Matthew, sometimes you say things that just makes the whole room stop, buddy. Well, listen, that wouldn't be the first time, nor is it gonna be the last. Usually, when that happens, I'm usually right. So you know, is there anybody less humble in the world than Matthew? Oh yeah, Dion Sanders. Uh, <laughs> And speaking I mean, of good things for Arkansas fans, 
college baseball is back, the one sport we can always hang our hat on. Um, no, you can't because you can't catch fly balls. <laughs> no, you can't. Can you really hang your hat if you can't catch pop fly? <laughs> hey, man, look, that's the only good program we have besides track and field right now. We're going to take it. Okay. Just Baseball saying, and track and field. That, you really? that, that's all we got going for us right now, honestly. And ice so, hockey. Ice hockey's got a good program. Dude, yeah, you're right. They won the uh they won the SEC championship last year. In ice Who did? hockey. Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas? Yeah, we'll pick D three, baby. <laughs> uh I mean softball's on the come up too. Women's basketball's not doing too bad. But uh, hey, you know no, who's got I, a pretty good team? Tech. Louisiana Tech's actually got a pretty good team too. So keep your uh, eyes on the Bulldogs. Which, which sport? Baseball, softball, both. Uh, Tech beat Auburn, number seventeenth Auburn the other day. Lady oh Texas. wow! Dang. Yeah. Big ups to them. They're eight zero right now. Um, getting top twenty five votes. So it's a it's a pretty good. You know we're having a pretty good time down here in Ruston. Things are looking up. All right, boys, you want to move on to the next subject we have in line? Um, that is Kareem Hunt being picked up. I mean, honestly, a lot sooner than some people expected. Um, you'd think that yeah, I mean, you know maybe teams would wait a year, or I, I really don't know how long you could wait to sign a player like that after the uh, listen, after what happened. Listen, what, here's man? the thing in the NFL: they have to act like they care. They had to act like they care about women's domestic violence. Okay, they don't care. I told you a while back, remember William, or Landon probably too, he's 22 or 3, 4 years old. He runs a 4-2-5. He is getting picked up. They do not care. They care about people that can play football. The the thing that pisses me off about the NFL is that they handle their own investigations. Now, like, look, what other industry in this country does – and uh, a battery, a case of battery and assault, get handled by your organization. Let's let's imagine this, Matthew. Let's okay, just for hypothetical. Let's I'll, I'll do it for me. So if I were to like smack somebody across the face at, at my job out of anger, Louisiana Tech would not handle that. The police would handle that, and I would get mm-hmm. arrested. But in the NFL, they go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to handle it. Don't worry. I don't understand how these people aren't facing criminal charges and getting away with it. It just it blows my mind, the the privilege that athletes get. I mean, are you shocked? Are you really shocked? Does it really blow your mind? No, but um, it's, just, it's just wild to me that that's acceptable and that nobody questions it whatsoever. You know? Mm-hmm. The reason, be, the reason is is because the police have so much other crap to deal with that if somebody else can do the job, they're going to let them. They have other crap to deal with. If somebody else is going to say, hey, it's our job to do it, and we're willing to do it and take the burden off your hands, they're probably going to say, please, we need the help. Well, I just I disagree with it. I think the police should handle assault you know, situations now. If it's like a, a case for like marijuana or... You know, DWI, that's a little bit more understandable. But for uh, arguably one of the worst crimes, assault and battery, uh, you know, that that seems like it should be handled externally, not with the NFL. But, you know, uh, I'm probably not going to get 
anything done or changed, you know, just voicing my opinion. So, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, listen, but I, the reason he's got picked up so fast is because he can do what he can do. The reason Ray Rice didn't has nothing to do with the fact that he hit a woman. If he could, if he was 24 years old when he did it and could run a four two five, I promise you somebody would have picked him up. I don't care if he if they if they watched him beat her, I, they, he would have still gotten picked up. I 100% agree with mm-hmm. that. I, uh, yeah, I mean, and look, they they the Chiefs cut him. He served a little bit of time. I wouldn't say, you know, back to what I he's said. Still I think he should have been charged with he's, a crime, but you know. I don't know. I it's just a weird situation. I mean, he's still on the exempt list, so he yeah, can't he, play football he will until for sure get a suspension. So uh, who who knows? Like he when got, he'll actually get to dress up and get on the field. Uh, he got signed for six seventy five, and I think I don't know if that includes a roster bonus or if that's just base salary. And then he gets roster bonuses for every game he plays. I'm not sure. But so does this make the Browns out. title contenders in the AFC North? Yes, I believe so. They went seven and eight and one. They're, they're getting they're they're sneaky getting some good talent on that team. I mean, they already had a really good defense. Baker Mayfield's balling. They get him a few more weapons, and they may have a chance in the playoffs next year. Maybe ten and six. I can definitely yeah. see them. As the the sixth seed in the uh, AFC playoffs. Well, well, I mean, look at the division. Now. Look at the division. Now. I think they have a good shot. The Steelers are falling apart because they can't get along. Yeah. The Bengals suck, and the Ra- and the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, who I am not convinced is going to be a really good quarterback because he can't go from the pocket. So it looks like the team on the come up that has a chance to win that division. Now is Cincinnati or uh, Cleveland? Excuse me, Cleveland. I saw. I think they uh, have the best looking team of the division. I saw a thing the other day. It said, "Would you rather have Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson as your quarterback of the future?" And you can't choose neither. Who would you pick? Joe Flacco. I'd pick Flacco. I think I'd go with Jackson just because he's younger. But, um, but I'm saying. Over the next five years of their career, I think even though Joe Flacco is 10 years older, or probably even more, he'll probably have a better career. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson ain't going to win some games. He'll win some games. But and that's another big thing can't win. that happened this week. Uh, Joe Flacco getting traded to the Broncos. Yeah, well, I mean, they, I they, they have, a, they have an agreement in place. They You, you can't. You can't officially trade him until you know a, a full month away from today, from right now. And March thirteenth is the beginning of the new league year, and uh, but I'm, the only reason I say that is because I mean a lot can change in a month. You don't know if one side's going to back out or not. I mean, but, but there's no reason that they would because Baltimore wants to get rid of Joe Flacco, and John Elway doesn't like Case Keenum. He knows he swung and missed. I mean, so, so they're not backing out. I'd be shocked if they did. I've got a question. Now, do you guys think that, uh, you know, a lot of talk about Elway is that he's such a great guy with quarterbacks, really gets the best out of them, da-da-da-da-da. Do you Who actually, said that? Do you guys actually believe that? No, I don't. I, I don't. Look at his, I don't. Look other at his, than a look at little two- or three-year stint with Peyton Manning, 
I mean, all the quarterbacks you get Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, uh, all those guys, Tim Tebow, uh, Brock the guy Osweiler. from Northwestern, the guy from Northwestern that went undrafted, uh, Trevor Simeon. Um, yep, that guy. Uh, I think. I think this is. I mean, he's not really not that great. Shot to turn it around, it is. But he's not going anywhere. I think they could watch him kill somebody, and they'd still keep him on the job. And they, they love, love him, him up there. City. I know they and love the way, him, but I'm pretty sure there's gotta... no oversight. I'm pretty sure there's no oversight in that organization because Pat Boland is not doing so great because he's got Alzheimer's, and I think his wife is dealing with that. She could care less about football right now. So he's pretty much the man in charge. Like, there's mm-hmm. nobody over him to tell him no. Even though there technically is, nobody's doing the job because they're worried about their dad and their husband. So he's just running the organization by himself, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Because, I mean, I, I don't fault him for doing that because there's a lot more important things in football, especially when somebody like that that you love is getting, I mean, is just falling apart. I mean, I could care less about football if that was going on in my family, you know. And y'all know how much I love football. But if something like that was happening in my family, I could care less. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's happening. Yeah, bro. Matthew doesn't even want to hang out. Like, he didn't even want to hang out if we're not watching football on a Saturday in the middle of the fall. He's like, it's, it's football day. Who does? Who? Do, yeah, it's football day. You only get and 12 weeks a year, man. You only get 12 weeks I mean, a year. 14-ish, but still. Even on the day. even on the worst days, like I mean, the where the best game is going to be like Ohio State and Rutgers or something like that, and he'll see still be like, oh, it's it, it's football day, can't do anything else. That it, well, who does? Who wants to do something else on football day? It's football. I mean, come on. Is I mean, it. I mean, look, I should get props for going to see. Bohemian Rhapsody during football season on a football day. Okay, I threw I put down one football day to go watch the movie. I don't do that very often. Well, man, I mean, it was a great movie. It was a great movie. It, it, it was a good movie. It was a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying, I mean, I put down, I put down football for a day, and it about killed me. Okay. I love football. <laughs> well, we're glad you're alive, man. We really are. I, I mean, man, we, we listen, wouldn't, we wouldn't have brought back today. this show I without love, you. I mean, wink, listen, wink, I, William. I love football so much. I watch fake football, okay? I watched the AAF today, and it was okay. That ain't fake football, bro. That's real football. Okay, listen. And thanks, guys, for not texting me back about Austin Allen. I was like, hey, he looks pretty good. Well, was, Nobody oh. texted me anything. I was in the middle of an upward game, bro. I couldn't do anything. I was too yeah. busy coaching kids it's to fun. be Christ-like and help each other up whenever we get pushed down, even though the refs suck Jesus, in that league. Jesus likes winners. Jesus likes winners. Jesus is competitive. If they don't keep score, that's wrong. Landon, that's what I'm saying. They do Landon. keep score, though. Are the upward refs as bad as NFL refs? Dude, Yes. They're terrible. Let it go. Like, as Let as long as they're having go. fun, you know. Dude, I'm not just saying like the Saints game. Like NFL refs are generally awful. Mm-hmm. Landon, did I mean, you, 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 you you'd expect. Fun? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just saying you'd expect that from that though. I mean, they don't get paid to be out there. They're just taking time out their day to 
you know, man, manage a little kid's basketball game. But you know, still, there there's okay. some obvious ones okay. out there that could that Listen, could be called. I have something to say about the longest I have fun thing. Okay. I'm not saying it needs to be game seven, but listen, I don't like everybody gets the trophy rule. I don't like long as they have fun. You know what's fun? Winning. Winning is fun. Winning is the most fun thing about sports. If you ain't out there to win, you need not to be out there. Okay? Listen. If it, and I don't care if they need to have a well-rounded education or a well-rounded life. Some of us aren't made to play basketball. Okay? I'm not. Am I mad about it? No. I'm sure the theater kid that her mom, his mom makes him be out there. It's like, dude, I could do without this. I'm fine. So I'm sorry. I don't care if they have fun. Winning is fun. Golly, that was, that was okay. such a great inspirational speech, Matthew. We really appreciate you I, bringing that to the table the here America on the podcast. That's the way America used to be, okay? Not this. everybody needs to have fun. That's what made us number one. Do you think as long as we have fun out there in World War II and, and with the Germans? No, we wanted to win, okay? That's what made America great. We need to get back to that. Oh, <laughs> All righty then, Matthew. Thank you. Get off my lawn. Segment great. number one, <laughs> dude. We need to bring that back. That should have. That should honestly been get off my lawn. Oh man, that, ladies and gentlemen, that was get off my lawn. Brought to you by Matthew Midiot and what he's mad about today. Okay, Matthew. Let's get on to the last subject. Um. This whole, I don't, I don't know if William wants to talk about it because of his job, but uh, this Jussie Smollett situation, Smollett, Smollett. Good job, Landon. Smollett, Smollett, Smollett. Yeah. Okay. Smollett, Landon. You say it however you want to, baby. This, <laughs> this Jussie Smollett situation. Um, that sounded uh, weird. I'll say it how I want to, Matthew. Anyway. This whole story, man, it is it is such a roller coaster all over the place. Started out with um, this actor from the show Empire. I've never seen an episode of it. I didn't even know who the guy was until I heard of this story. But um, he Same. allegedly got a, a, attacked at 2 a.m. in one of the coldest nights of Chicago, like in the middle of the night, and then... Whenever he was filing a police report, the first thing that caught my eye, and I was like, "This is this something ain't right," is when there was an hour in between the time that he was attacked and the time that he called nine one one. I was like, "That's super weird." Like, why now, would you not? You're leaving out an important detail here. Um, he said that the people that attacked him were wearing "Make America Great Again" hats and had bleach and a noose. To Ty, yeah, him. put 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 a put a noose around him and poured bleach on him and yelled, "This is MAGA country." That is what he said that the alleged attackers uh, said to him as they were assaulting him and attacking him. But all this stuff unfolds, and you know, police the police department went through hours of footage of uh, street cameras. Um, of of the time that it happened, of the time that he said it happened, they found him. They they, they did. They found they found him, and there was only like a minute where he wasn't on a camera, and then like n- like nothing happened around that time span. But then 
just a couple of days ago, they made an arrest of two men that they found on camera at the same time, uh, you know, and same or area that he was in. And uh turns out the alleged attackers, the MAGA uh, hat wearing attackers, um, are two Nigerian brothers, which, you know, I don't I don't think that they would be some some white supremacist guys. But uh, I mean, you never know. But there was it, it was confirmed by the um, those two brothers lawyer that um, they actually know each other because they were extras on Empire multiple times. And so this this whole situation is just insane. Yeah, it's just a really big mess what's going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this this happened with, you know, LeBron James and with Michael Bennett. We saw similar situations where they said one thing and uh, what actually happened was a was another incident or it never mm-hmm. got proven. Um, yeah. And then once that happens, you know, the media stops reporting on it. So, um, uh, yeah, and that, it's kind of happening with this. You know, they, they made a big deal about it. And now that it's come out the truth, um, you know, now you won't hear a word about it, except for us here on the 870 show, because we report the truth. The Real whole truth. News. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That's the 870 show. So help us, God. Amen, brother. Matthew, you haven't said Can a word since I opened this segment. Um, are you there? Well, um, you've been talking. You've been talking the whole time, so I'm I mean, I'm, I'm used to you interrupting me. I would have let you gladly chime in. Um, but yeah, go ahead and well, say what you were given the rundown of the, that you were given the rundown of the story. Like, listen, if it's proven that this did happen and I'm wrong, I want to first apologize. But since I know the information I have now, this is what I'm gonna say. I call BS from day one. This was too good to be true. It sounded like. I mean, th- I mean, first off, hey, you gonna be outside in the middle of a polar vortex at two in the morning? No, uh, uh-uh. uh, no. And number two, uh, they're gonna lynch you and noose you, and yet you have the uh, like the capability to still hold on to your subway sandwich. Dude, I mean, yeah, I forgot about off. that. Like they found him still holding the subway sandwich in his hand. Like they gonna beat the crap out of you and do all that to you, but they're not gonna mess up your sandwich. Listen, bro, and also, Subway is good. Also, dude. did you did you see the photo of him in the hospital? Someone FaceTimed him while he was at the hospital getting treated and tweeted it saying, you know, just just talk with my brother Jesse. He's doing all right. The when you see Jesse in the frame, all he has is a little scratch above his cheek. That's literally it. And you think that, you know, when you attack someone and and they try to they try to lynch you in public like that, I mean, you'd think that they want to beat more than just a scratch into them. It's just it's, it's just wild to me. And why why would they randomly pick him out of nowhere? I mean, was he the only one on that street? Which I maybe he was. Maybe everybody. I mean, it was, was two a.m. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, but like, maybe he was. But I'm saying, how would they know he's not a Trump supporter? I mean, I mean, they would mean I, I, something ain't right here. Okay, I don't know what it is. Something ain't right. All right. I mean, I mean who? who go, I mean, who goes around just attacking somebody just to do it? I mean, I'm sure it does happen, mm-hmm. but I, 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 the, 
it's just too good to be true. That's what I feel. It, it, I mean, I, I mean, I literally look his name up every day to see what new stuff is because it keeps falling apart more and more. Yeah, and it seems like every time that something comes up and it gives him an opportunity to backtrack, um, he he still doubles down and says, "Nope, th- this is what happened." And it's really put him into a really tight corner now because of everything that's coming out through this investigation. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but they said there there's a rumor that they're trying to write him out of the show. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of the reason. Right, why that, that's that's what I heard. I didn't know if it was true or not, but uh, I, that that's what I had. That's what I had seen in in multiple articles that the show was playing to write him out, and so this might have been like a stunt to keep him in the in the public eye. I guess I don't know, but uh, you know, I, I we we won't know one hundred one hundred percent like what happened until you know the investigation through the Chicago PD concludes. But um, it's just a it's just been a wild story to follow and keep following since it got. I mean, published. I knew. I- I knew more about his sister, honestly, than I did him. I mean, we've all seen Friday Night Lights, so we all knew more. I mean, I'm assuming we all have. We know more about his sister than him. So, I mean, This is the sad thing about this country, is that we embrace and we praise victimhood. And so whenever you side with somebody because they're a victim of something, whether it's true or not, you automatically uh, discredit anybody who's ever actually come out with the truth about something like this and now it opens up everybody else to being attacked more or not being attacked i guess i should say but more like being um being praised for being attacked and it opens them up to wanting to be attacked more and whenever a story like this comes up people have the tendency and the feel like they need to lie um i'm looking on twitter right now uh some breaking news. Uh, ABC News just confirmed that the two brothers in custody, um, uh, um, sorry, I had a blank moment right there. I'm, I'm reading the tweet, but I still got lost. Anyway, um, they are cooperating with the Chicago PD, and uh, there is evidence now. They're cooperating now because the the PD found evidence that they bought the rope around Jesse Smollett's uh, neck. And so now the PD wants to talk again with Jesse ASAP is what everyone's saying. So it sounds like he has a lot of explaining to do now that they have found out that the two brothers that they arrested did in fact buy the rope that was used to put around, put around uh, okay. the actor's neck. So what does, so what does that mean? I don't understand. I got. I mean, they're trying. They're trying. I mean, they to, they're could, trying to interview him again as soon as possible. Now that they have this new information, they're they're trying to give okay, him like saying, like you. You sure you want to stick by this story? Because we just found this this evidence that you know these guys that you know me, bought the rope. Go ahead, Matthew. I mean, to me, that to me that just mean. I mean, they so what they bought the rope that day. They I mean. In my opinion, if they're going to tax somebody, sure you could use a rope you bought that day. So nothing really new has happened. I mean, I mean, people get attacked. People that do get attacked all the time are, are attacked with tools that are bought that day, or recently, more often than not. <laughs> yeah, most most attacks no, 
planned and coordinated and everything like that. So, I mean that. So nothing new. I mean, so what they bought the rut. I mean, they could have still attacked him. I mean, I don't believe they did, but I'm saying that's nothing's really changed. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm waiting to. I think Monday is when it's all going to start to come out because that's when the police get back to work. Because I don't, I don't think Saturday and Sunday they have all, like a, a all their staff in place, and so I think Monday and Tuesday is when they're going to start figuring some of this stuff out. So we'll see. Um, I mean, this was a big. I first found out about this on another podcast. I didn't even know anything happened until I listened to another podcast, and so. Uh, Mm-hmm. It just blew up just because of who he, I mean, who he kind of is. And I didn't even know he was in the Mighty Ducks movie, but he is. Y'all ever watch that movie? Um, he was in the Mighty the Ducks? Mi- dude. Yeah, the first Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he's in that. He's one of the uh, the uh, the um, young black kids. The oh. brothers. He's one of them. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. I I just, this is kind of weird, so. We'll see what comes of it. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, everything will work out okay. I get. I mean, it will, but I, I I can't believe somebody needs attention that bad, though. Really, that they would ruin their reputation if if it's not true. They would ruin their reputation and the reputation of two other people to. And invent a story like this that you I can't yeah. believe you would need attention that bad. I mean, oh. if if it is true that like this whole thing was staged and you know, you know, made made up, and I, I think I mean, you'd think that he needs some psychological help if he really wanted to stoop down like that and you know stage this and then say, oh, it was this political group they were definitely trump support they were yelling racist things at me and homophobic things at me and stuff like that i mean it's just, it's just wild to me but um i guess yeah. have, have we all have we all really covered it yeah i and think we got so, it man. I think yeah that's a great episode i, I think this, oh, we got one more thing one huge big thing so colin kaepernick settled with the nfl yesterday oh for man undisclosed- for an undisclosed amount, or, or excuse me, I don't even know if he got paid, but you would think he got paid based on their finally settlement. Settlement means money. It, that's what it usually means. Okay? So, <laughs> I find it weird. They were all about it. it money didn't matter. And then now, they're, uh, now that he doesn't have anything else, he finally took the money. I find, I don't even, I think something, I think he just fell into his lap, dude. I did think you he hear? was mad he got benched. I think he was mad he got benched. And then he was sitting there in the national anthem, and this just fell in his lap. Well, did you hear what else happened? What else happened? So he got offered to play in the AAF. Oh, yeah. And asked for a $20 million contract, which, by the way, they pay their players like $75,000. That's like the salary of like okay. an okay. AAF player. Okay, I that's not what I heard. I heard it was more. I heard that was the low number. Or I think that's like the, but I think that's like the average. Like they don't make a lot of money, and so like he obviously does no, not I'm, care about playing. I'm anything. saying, 
I'm saying I think he asked for more money than twenty million dollars. I think that was the low number. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Twenty million, twenty mil was the low number. There, there, there have been uh, reports come out since then that it, it was, in fact, more that he asked for. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to play because if he plays, then he doesn't get to be a martyr anymore. That's true. Because mm-hmm. the minute you put him in the AAF or whatever, he's you know he, he can't be a martyr for his cause. Which yeah. I don't even think – I think it fell into his lap. I really do. I think he capitalized on an opportunity. I don't I think, think he was protesting that at all. I don't think he was protesting this at all. People just happened to see it and made it something, and he was like, fellas, we got something here. And so now he – I think he makes more money now than he did playing football. Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much Nike's paying him. I mean, spe- especially with that Nike big. deal that he has. Yeah. So, so I, mean, with that, I mean, with that Nike deal, I mean, he's just he's – just, I mean, you don't need that much money. Like, how much money do you think the AAF has? It's just, it's. But he threw, he he threw out some astronomical number that he knew they weren't going to match, just so he can say, "Hey, they didn't let me play," or "I turned them down; they didn't turn me down." You know, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. It, I, he don't want to play football no more. He nope. don't. He does not. He I think he knows that he wouldn't be able to compete with anybody. He was a he, he was a bad quarterback. I'll say it. I mean, sure he had that great run I, where he led the, the where he led the Forty ers to the Super Bowl. But after that, when you lose your starting job to Blaine Gabbert, really, dude, you're not well, good. Like his his last year, he threw sixteen touchdowns and four interceptions, I believe. Now I don't know why people are saying they need to keep calling him because. You can't miss two years of football, and I don't think still be, especially when you weren't that good to begin with. Okay, I mean I know he was okay, but he wasn't good enough to where he can miss two years of football and be fine. I know they're saying, "Oh, Josh Johnson got a call," but Josh Johnson had been in a in a uh, on an NFL team for three straight years. He at least been playing. He had been playing football with the team. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know what. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess he's just money hungry. I because I don't think this is about uh, this is about social injustice. I think he just capitalized on an opportunity. Where his capitalism at its finest, fellas, you know it. You know it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was really protesting anything. All right, boys, <laughs> that that it for us. All right. That wraps it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, drop a five-star review on iTunes or a like on SoundCloud, you guys. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you all next week.